Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. Thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Carlos Kajina is the technical producer, and Ryan White is the live stream producer. Please check out my YouTube and Rumble channels, Strange Planet. All right, we're going to have some fun this hour. Maurice Amdor is with us, medium, clairvoyant, psychic, numerology expert. He's done over 50,000 readings, traveled the globe with his work, and uh, the website, mauriceamdor.co.uk. Maurice, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and thank you very much for inviting me back. Uh, It's just lovely to be on air with you. I... um I'm very good indeed. The only thing was the last few days, I've been in London, and we had a heat wave, the likes of which we have never, ever experienced before. There were forest fires, houses burning down, cars exploding. We had a temperature of 112 Fahrenheit, which is something we've never experienced before. And the thing about London, it's not built for that kind of heat. We don't have proper air conditioning. Right, right. We don't, we don't have... Um, I mean, for example, it's funny. I ordered a new fan. I need fans. Little pun there. But I ordered a new fan, and it arrived today, four days after the heat wave. My poor little dog, I had to shower her down and literally cover her in a cold, wet towel. She's a frog, and it was dangerous. It's dangerous. I couldn't let her outside. I had to let her do a business in the house because the stone on the floor was so hot, she would have burnt her paws off. Wow. That's how hot it was. I mean, people were literally, for a joke, which they shouldn't waste food, but they were frying eggs on the pavement. That's how hot it was. Literally, you drop the egg and it's cooked in a minute. Sure, sure. Yeah. So we had that. But no, apart from that, I've been very busy doing my usual thing. I mean, I still read every day for all sorts of different people. Um, Anything from um, a heart surgeon to a brain surgeon to a dustman. I mean, a garbage collector or a movie star, or a pop star, or a housewife. I, I have a very unusual client base. And the thing is, pretty much everybody that I've ever read for who's still alive is still a regular after nearly 41 years. Professionally, I, I read before that, right. because this, this year I'm 58. But I, I, um, I was reading from about 12 or 14, but uh, or even less, but not formally, you know, and I wasn't formally reading at 12 or 14, but I used to tell people stuff. But um, I have a lot of people that still come back all those years. So I realized that part of what I do is guide people's lives at decision-making times, etc., and try, try and help them back on the path, which, by the way, I seek readings myself. And uh, I have been speaking to a guy in America who blew my mind. I don't, I don't know if you mind if I mention his name. Go ahead. Yeah, his name is Michael Bodine. Oh, I know Michael. Yes, he's been on well, the Well, Michael blew my head off. He's like me. He's real. The guy literally knew my inside leg measurement. <laughs> I, was, I was blown away. You know, if I meet someone that's real, I will push them harder than anyone. Because I've searched the whole world. Sorry. I've searched the whole world for real people. And out of every thousand that I've met, 999 or the whole thousand are fake. A bit like that movie Hereafter that Clint Eastwood directed starring Matt Damon. But Michael is real. End of. One of the best I've ever spoken to in my life. Is that true? Would you say 99.9% of people who claim to be psychic are actually I'm going to go further. I'm going to say 99.9% of people globally who claim to have psychic ability that's enhanced to the level of being professional or or helpful to to clients. Yeah, it's worse than that. 99.99999. It's not necessarily that they're fake. They're deluded. You know, and it's actually very painful when that happens because I've gone across the entire globe. Obviously, from a young age, I wanted to meet people who who would say the things I did and know the things I know. 
and 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 be able to to do it for me, you know. And I used to have to employ people for Maurice's Psychic World, which is coming back on air, by the way, September on uh, YouTube through the um, Raleigh channel. It's a subscription channel. Um, I used to do Maurice's Psychic World for about 12 years. And I used to have to employ psychics to work on the channel back then. And I was so tough. Even the owners of the company said, why are you being like this? I said, I don't want any fakes. I won't be near it. Fakes hurt people. You know, it's the kind of person that tells you your wife's having an affair when she's not, or the kind of person that tells you, you know, um, you're going to lose your job or you're going to get your dream job or you're going to win the lottery. And it's not real. You cannot mess with people's lives in that way. And people do. When I, when I lived in Hollywood, I used to go in and wind up the different psychics on the side in their shops because obviously I looked like, a, I looked like an actor or a regular guy that needed help. <coughs> and for fun, I'd go in and I'd let them talk rubbish for a few minutes, and then I'd turn psychic on them. And they used to offer me large amounts of money to not put a curse on them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I said, there's no curse. Just don't hurt people anymore. Now, I don't want to say everybody's fake, because one or two of them did have capacity, just not, you know, fiat size capacity, not uh, lamborghini size capacity. Did you get it? Right. Didn't so what the makes- same level performance. What makes the Michael Bodines and the Maurice Amadors different than the 99.999? Okay. Well, I mean, if they were to take a scan okay. of your brain, would we be able to see something different? I don't know. I'm, well, I'm open to it. Um, I have no clue. I think everybody has the ability. A bit like, look, I'll show you what I mean by that. When Michael Jackson was born, he was a black guy, good looking, actually, black guy in a family of a load of kids. And he had insane talent from God in his avatar. His soul in that avatar was unlimited with talent. Agreed? Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people try to copy him, but they're not him. You cannot put in what God left out. So in my avatar, for reasons that I have no clue, this TV set that's my body, you know, this this thing that receives a signal from the higher self and lives half in the other world and half here, which is all of us. Um, I have abilities that i don't know where they've come from or exactly how they work but i know that i'm right and i know with michael who i did not know who very kindly we exchanged a reading um he proved instantly in seconds who he was and i was absolutely delighted and that's why i've already pushed him because when i speak to someone and they're real with genuine capacity and a depth of warmth and love in their soul. They do it because they have to, like me, because it's their calling. Not, it's not about the money. It's, it's not about um, being famous or being known. It's, it, it's a calling. You have no choice. Well, I'm not going to ask you to you know, divulge personal intimate details of your life, but can you tell me what Michael said to you in those first seconds that you knew immediately? In the first real- five minutes, he told me enough. Um, he did to me what I do to everybody else. He, he, he did me. You know, to be honest, he, he, he basically pulled out my pants and slapped my butt. Do you understand? <laughs> he knew me as well as I know me. And the things he discussed with me were impossible for anybody on this earth to know. Things of a very, very, very private nature to do with my love life, my finances, my work life, the color of my front door, my dog, you name it. The same things that I do for people. He, in fact, have gone this far. I've asked my producer to make a show with him for the United States to go on the same channel because I don't, there is no competition. If you're good, you're good. Listen, I listen to Diana Ross. I listen to Michael Jackson. I listen to Lionel Richie. I listen to Adele. I listen to Barbara Streisand. You get the point? If yeah. they're good, they're good. Right. It doesn't matter who they are. What I mean is there's always room for somebody else who's genuinely brilliant. So... He knew everything about my relationship, where my head's at, what I'm planning, what I'm doing, the time scale of things. He knew me like no one knows me. You know, I, you cannot con me in this work. No one can. And but what I'm trying to say is I, I don't con people. And he has real skill. He's not the only one. I've known a few people in my life, but not many. And, you know, um, it's like, a lot of people call themselves a medium. A medium is someone who proves to you the continued existence of a loved one by identifying their name or at least their main initial, their physical appearance, and one or two things that nobody else would have ever said but them, right? 
Now, I have traveled the world for mediums, and in 40-odd years, I've met two that were real. Can you tell me who they are? actually real. Yes. Um, well, one of them is a girl called Francesca who works in America sometimes. She's real. And the other one, uh, I haven't been able to find him again. His name was Richard. And I actually took my father with me. We went together to this psychic event. Uh, and and it, there used to be something called the Psychics in London, in Camden. I'm talking about 30-odd years ago. And the reason I knew it was real was the first thing he did was he's, he sat with my father and he said, now I see boxes and a move of home. And you're leaving a huge home and moving to a more sensible one for your time of life. And then he went into my father's mother and how she died, et cetera, many, many private things. And I was in the background listening, but not close enough. It was actually outside, but, you know, like through a, through a, 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 a like a, not a blind, like a curtain. And my father came out and said, that man's real, right? So then I went and had a reading from him and he was entirely real. Everything he told me, you know, now that, that those things genuinely and honestly are rare, you know, um, what the fakes do is they, they say, I've got your grandmother here. If they think you're say 50 or something, I've got your grandmother. Oh no, I don't know her name. I don't know what she looked like. I don't know what she did, but it's your grandma. That's no longer real to me. Give me her name. Tell me something she said to me when I'm a child. Tell me a color. Tell me an outfit, anything, something that I could grab onto that's real. So, for example, the Lady Francesca, this is a good little story. Uh, it's a long time ago. My grandmother had just passed over and left me a beautiful diamond ring. And uh, I wanted to have it set up for a man to wear on my finger. But it had always been in an old-fashioned lady's ring shank. Sh shank, you know, uh, shank is a ring. You know, it's where the sewn is fed into the shank. So I went to see this Francesca, who I'd never had a reading from before. Uh, I'd never really met her before. We were working at the same event, but in, in my break time, I went over and paid her professionally for a reading on the off chance that it would be good. I had no way of knowing that it would. Anyway, I sat down. This was about 94, something like that. It's a long time ago, maybe. No, 93. My grandmother died in November. This was December 93. So it's a long time ago. It's almost 30 years, right? So um, first thing she said to me is, I have a lady called Hetty here. Hetty with an H. I said, okay. She says, look, it's your grandmother. I said, really? She says, yeah. She says, who's Pip? Well, that was the name they gave me because I was many months premature. They called me Pip. But the only person who knew that were my mother and grandmother. There's nobody else ever called me Pip. Pip was the pet name because I was born at five and a half, just under six months, right? Because I was um, a, a preemie, you know? Right. So that's the first thing. Then she says, your grandmother says that you loved her cooking and that she taught you well. I'm starting to cry by now. Okay. The name is slightly wrong, but I'll get into that in a sec. So then she says, um, uh, now your grandmother says that you've taken the ring and you're having it changed uh, to suit you and you're taking it from white gold to yellow gold. So I'm crying and I said, yeah, she's okay with that. Sure, she says she wants you to wear it and enjoy it. That's why she gave it to you when she did. Right? Now, nobody knew that. Not my mother, not my father, not my brother, not my girlfriend. No one knew that I'd been to the jeweler that morning. No one anywhere. Right? Then she goes on to say, now, you're dating this girl um, called Bethany. I'll tell you what the real names were in a second, how close they were. Bethany or Bethina or something like that. But you're going to break up with her, but she's going to introduce you to her friend who you'll then date. Right now, uh, and she said, but funnily, they're both Pisces. Now, it went on a bit more than that, but here's what the actual names were. My grandmother's name was Etty with an E, but everybody called her Hetty because huh. Etty's a rare name. Mm -hmm. The girl's name was Bettina, but she called her Bethany. But it's close enough. Yes. And what she said happened. Now, there were a couple of other private things there that came out about. My, my uncle came through, who I knew in life, but only when I was a baby, and said, tell daddy, you know, that I still remember sharing the waistcoats and the ties, right? Well, I knew nothing about that because, you know, I was only six or something when he died. Uh, and 
I never knew that my father and his brother had this thing where they showed, shared ties and waistcoats. I could not possibly know that. It had never been mentioned to me. So she gave me an incredible reading. Okay. So, so that, that, you, that, that's real. That, that's real. Yeah. Now, I do that sometimes, not all the time. You're, you're, you, you do medium work? Sometimes. Let me explain I, how that works. Yeah. If, as a medium, which I'm not a full-time medium, but here's what happens sometimes, not every time. I'll be in the middle of a reading, and I feel an external energy coming into me, giving me information, names, times, places. And then they'll identify themselves and I can give a physical description. And so um, that's when I release the information, if it comes. It happened live on air on my show. It's happened with clients, but it doesn't happen all the time. I'm not in control of it. I can't just sit here and say, oh, I'm going to connect to so-and-so. You know, I can't do that. I don't plan it. It comes sometimes, not all the time. I would say in every... 20 readings it turns up but strong now how do you know that that's how do you know that energy is coming from the spirit of someone not you can feel it yeah you can feel it it comes into you it's not your it's not your thought it's an external thought Mm. now i have another thing like that sometimes um when i was first working there was a lot of jealousy around me because i was very good at what i was doing i'm talking about amongst other psychics so one night I went to this place called the House on the Hill, which was in Hampstead, London. And um, a guy who knew that I was getting famous as a psychic came over and tried to take the mickey out of me. And he brought over this girl and said, well, if you're so clever, why don't you tell her something? Well, suddenly a voice came in my head and told me everything. Her name, her address, her mother's name. I basic her age, her birthday, everything. I had her literally crying and him begging me not to do anything bad to him. But I didn't plan that, and I didn't know I was even going to know all of that. And when I used to work at the psychic fairs in the beginning, sometimes people would walk over to me and I'd know their name. I'd never seen them before in my life. And when I was on TV, and I still get this sometimes, an external voice will start telling me information. So it must be from somewhere else. It can't even be me. I know I sound mental, but this is what happens to me. And when I talk to Michael, he's got something similar going on. Michael Bodie. It's like, yeah, not just him, because there's another lady called Yesenia Gonzalez, who lives in Trinidad, who uh, is from Venezuela. And she's also real. I'm also going to maybe put her on a show because we're going to do this thing on the channel. And these people can really help you. I mean, they're not, they're not, not wasting your time or your money. And they don't, they don't continue on to try and get more money. They don't offer you medals and this, that, and the other. They just tell you what you need to know in that given moment. But um, so the point is a, a real medium will give you enough that you will know, you will instantly know that that person is communicating. Do you see? Yes. When, when you first discovered you had these abilities, mm. were you frightened by them? Never. I started so early, I thought everybody else was the same as me. I mean, I remember being about four, my, because, because I was born in August 21, in England, I had to go the year behind me, so everybody was older than me in the school, because I'm an August baby. So on the first day at school, just before the 10 boys beat me up for being the only Jewish kid in the class in a Christian Catholic school with nuns, and um, they keep living shit out of me, just before that happened, I'm in the, um, I mean, I'm not really a Jew anymore because I actually accepted Christ and many other things. I mean, actually, really very spiritual indeed. I'm not against anyone's religion. Please don't misunderstand me. And I'm not anti anyone or anything. But for myself, organized religion doesn't entirely work. But there's a couple of stories about that that I want to bring into this show that have happened just recently to me that are very, very odd. And I, even I'm perplexed. But I'll, I'll just finish with this. So there I am in this um, orchard at four saying things like to myself, not to anybody else, what am I doing back on this earth? It's quite nice down here, but what am I doing here? I don't fit in here. And I'm sort of getting conversation with something else. I'm only four. And then I, um, to get out of trouble in the class, around the same time, four or five, the teacher was quite nasty to me. And, well, they were all nasty to me. And I said, look, don't have a go at me because you've just broken up with your boyfriend. Mm. Right? 
And of course, that didn't go down very well, but it was the truth. But um, forgetting the, the religious stuff, what else I could tell you was, this is what happened to me in the last, since I spoke to you. I spent the whole night in a dream at the Vatican with the Pope, which did my head in. I sound like a maniac. I've told a few friends, I said, I, I, I just don't know what I was doing there. And then the Holy Mother appeared to me about a week ago, for real. And I, and I said, I said, point, what are you doing here? I mean, you know, uh, I'm supposed to be Jewish, right? I know I sound funny, but I told my girlfriend, who's Catholic, and she said, it can't be a bad sign. But when I say she appeared, I mean, she really appeared. Like, and I'm thinking, what, what have I gone nuts? Were you now, in the a last dream? Time in, was it a dream state? No, no, or no. The Holy Mother was not a dream state. No. Now, the same thing happened in Los Angeles when I was 21. Um, Jesus appeared to me. But I've always had an affinity with Jesus. I always felt that he was real. Because, you know, it's actually his calendar, the Gregorian calendar that controls all my numerology. So to me, that already tells me who he is. You know, I don't want to upset anybody's religion or anything. I don't want to offend anyone. But there's no question that Jesus and the heavens and the universe is a big link. It's not an ordinary link. It's a substantial, insane level of spirituality. I'm not talking about Christianity, the religion. I'm not talking about Catholicism or Protestants or any of them. I'm talking about the fact that whoever he was, and possibly he was part of God, I don't know, he impacted and affected this earth forever, and his energy changed everything. All right, we're going to take and a look. And remember, I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll uh, pick it up on the other side. Maurice Amdor is with us, mauriceamdor.co.uk. Back with more of our conversation right after these. I call it the miracle molecule, carbon 60 or C60, for my good friends at c60evo.com. And I take a tablespoon every morning. It delivers more than 172 times the power of vitamin C. C60 is a known antiviral, antioxidant, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory. It's a remedy that works. C60 Evo users consistently enjoy better sleep and wake up feeling refreshed. This alone is worth the cost of the bottle. I sleep like a baby. I have no aches or pains. Zero. I'm 58 and I don't have a gray hair on my head. Get your miracle in a bottle. C60 from c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen Serrett. c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen Serrett. Use the coupon code EVRS at checkout and save an additional 10%. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you have a medical concern, please contact your healthcare provider. It's time to redefine reality. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Medium, clairvoyant, psychic, numerology expert, astrologer Maurice Amder is uh, with us. You were talking about uh, having um, uh, vision I've had a, of Christ, a number Mother, of, Ma- Mother Mary. Yeah, right, right, let me finish. The vision of Christ happened twice, once at 18 in the middle of an operation where I woke up. Uh, I had to have a very nasty surgery at 18. I also had an operation when I was a child. And I told my mother, who worked on me, I was only... Oh, three or four. And I told my mother who worked on me and where she was while I was having the surgery. And she didn't want to hear it, but it was all true. I, I, I went out my body and watched everybody else, what they're doing. That was when I was about four. When I was 18, I was extremely unwell in hospital. And I, I said, you know, as I was talking to God there, I, I didn't think it was fair to, to pull me out before I'd lived. Right? And the next thing I knew, I had a smiling Jesus, but he wasn't six foot two blonde with blue eyes he was the real jesus who was about five seven with dark hair and big brown eyes with a dark skin let's get real you know <laughs> jesus was not blonde it's not possible you know but anyway he smiled he laid hands on me and after that my psychic skills when i got better went through the roof but just recently i've had this business with the holy mother appearing twice and i i told my catholic girlfriend you know that this is happening but now now the the pope dream is is a year ago six months ago and that was amazing because i have an awful lot of respect for the pope i don't like the way the catholic church deals with their finances because they should be a little more generous allowing for what they have control over uh, just like the jews the muslims everybody so don't think i'm having a go at any individual um 
uh, domination. I'm not that guy. I, I respect everyone. Good luck. In fact, like some other celebs in their time, I actually wear a mug and dovid, a cross, uh, a Catholic cross, an ang. I'll, I'll put them all on when I can. I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, they're all good. But the point, point is that, um, yeah, she's appeared twice, and I don't know what it means. Hmm. I really don't know what it means. And um, I even told my mother, who's a relatively religious Jew, and she said, well, it can't be a bad thing. Those were her words. It can't be a bad thing. And, of course, the other thing that I blew my Catholic girlfriend away with, this is really quite funny, I said, of course, you do know that Mary and Jesus were Jews. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, what, what, he was a rabbi in a Jewish household. Mm-hmm. His mother was a Jew. So when I told her this, she said, well, I wasn't told that. I said, well, of course it's the truth. It wasn't me making it up. You know, not everybody was Jewish forever, but at that particular point in time, a lot of people were. Of course, the Jews, uh, there were other religions before. Uh, Judaism is about 5,500 years old. Christianity is 2020. Uh, the Muslims are about 14 to 1,600 years old. But of course, there were many other. There's the Zarzuvians and the Druze and all the different. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get to was, um, I still don't know why she's shown herself. But I have felt very, very positive um, about a lot of things over the last couple of weeks since she appeared. Well, it's not a specific. Yeah. I just have a different energy level. Well, we could all use a different energy level because right now, things for a lot of people looking pretty bleak. I mean, you see what is happening the world over. You're seeing uh, farmers revolting in the Netherlands. You're seeing... Um, Sri Lanka over, has toppled uh, their government. You're seeing the same thing in places like Spain, recently in, in um, Ecuador, Guatemala, Panama, uprisings in Italy, the world over, uh, rebelling against, yes. I don't know what it is, it, the, 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 the well, I can tell world you order, what what's uh, going uh, on? No, 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 let's make it real simple. Let's go biblical for a second. It's obvious that the devil has domain over planet Earth. And that man is buying into that negativity. The only way out is a return to good values. I'm not talking about Jewish, Christian, Muslim, anything. It's not that I'm pro-Muslim, pro-Christian, pro-Jew or pro-anyone. I think if we go back to values where we don't live in a completely pornographic, I know it sounds puritanical, we should not be in a pornographic world where a four-year-old can go online and see a water woman ate for breakfast, if you understand my meaning. It's ridiculous. We've gone too far. We've lost the plot. It's time to go back to traditional values. We need to return to the value system of the past. We need to bring values back into the young and into ourselves. And also people need to turn to God. I'm not, I didn't say turn to religion. Turn to God. Pray to God. Ask God. Talk to God. Respect God. I have found in my own life that everything I've ever prayed for has been deliver, delivered. Maybe not in exactly the way I thought it would be. Do you get it? Yeah. You also have to accept that your hard lessons and the terrible things that happen to you are sometimes, as agonizing as they are, are sometimes for the betterment of your soul and the evolution of your soul. In my own life, I had some terrible things happen uh, all through the years. But now when I look back, the bullying at school made me tough, made me spiritual. Um, The other different things, terrible things that happened at different points, I had a girlfriend of 24 and a half die in my arms that I was madly in love with, been going out with for five years. She died in the space of two weeks from finding out she had cancer. So believe me, when I say terrible things, I'm not, you know, um, I was the fittest of my life living in Los Angeles. One day, my leg suddenly was agonizing. I went to the hospital. They told me, you have no artery. You want to chop your leg off? I said, absolutely not. But I couldn't walk. The leg went blue. I cured it through, do you know Fred Dreyer, the... um, LA yes. Rams. Yeah, the hunter. One of my, on TV the show, hunter, the hunter, that's right. You got it. He's been my friend. Fred's been my friend um, since I was 18. Uh, we're still very close indeed. I mean, I speak to him a lot. And when I told him what had happened to me, he was heartbroken because I was training with him a lot over the years. Not just him, but he and I, we met in Israel around 1984. He did a movie called... Um, let me just try and remember the name of it. Uh, he did a big movie there with Joanna Pakula. Uh, but I can't remember the name of it. It's gone out my head. Oh, my God. It'll come back. That's all right. Yeah. I, anyway, anyway, so I met him there. I actually met him and Stallone on the same day. And do you know what's interesting about it? They They're born on the same day in the same year at the same moment. The same Isn't that moment. funny? 
Wow. Sylvester Stallone, George Bush, and um, Fred Dreyer, all born same year, same day. But Stallone and Fred are born at the same time. And then the other one, of course, is born on that day is Jeffrey Rush. Hmm. The actor Jeffrey. Yes. But I'm also friendly with Jeffrey Rush. He's terrific. But in fact, oh, his, his talent level is insanity. Well, they're all very talented, but in different ways. For example, Fred has the uh, body still of a guy of 28, like Stallone. He could do anything he wants. I mean, he says he couldn't play pro football, but I've seen him in the gym. Well, that and is- I can't believe, believe what's it. Anyway, here's what happens to finish the story. So there I am. The doctors want to chop my leg off. Fred says, I'll speak to the head of the NFL. We'll find something. We'll fix you. I thought he's mad because every doctor I went St. John's, I went to um, St. John's, the one in Beverly Hills, uh, Cedar Sinai. I went to the one in, uh, I was living in LA. I went to the one on the corner there in Westwood, UCLA Medical Center. Now, all the vascular surgeon wanted to do was chop off my leg. But I was getting a message in my mind that this will, will make you strong, not break you. And no, you don't have to cut your leg off. So I refused. Anyway, within three days, Fred Dreyer got the head of the NFL to send me a substance, this is good for your listeners, called Padma, P-A-D, Carcosian, or Padma Basic, or Padma 28. They're all the same thing, P-A-D-M-A. Now, uh, this is a four and a half thousand year old Tibetan formula. And when you take it, if you have any kind of peripheral circulatory problem, like if you've got diabetes and you can't walk, the symptoms go away. If you have any kind of intermittent claudication or a loss of an artery, it will build up your secondary circulation. If you have problems breathing, it will help you breathe. Now, of course, Big Pharma don't want you to know that, but it works, and it doesn't work a little. So the day before I got it, I couldn't go from my bed to the restroom without dragging the leg in agony. Three days after I'm taking Padma, I'm able to walk about 300 feet. Within three weeks, a mile. Now, 10 without stopping on a leg that has no artery because I have peripheral circulation. That's 21 years ago, Fred Dreyer saved my leg. Wow. You mentioned... The- but he's an amazing guy anyway because he, he has an advanced knowledge, which I now have too, of fitness and nutrition. He's worked on that his whole life. That's why even though he has gray hair and in the face, obviously, he's a man of 76, his body is like an athlete would want to be at 28. Remarkable. You mentioned yes. Stone and and, yes. and Fred yes. going at the yes. same time. They are. Similar same body day, types. Same year. Well, they are. Of course, Fred is six foot seven in his stocking feet, and I wouldn't put Stallone at more than about five eight in his stocking feet. But Stallone's body is incredible. He lives his life as if he was in his 20s or 30s, not 76. I mean, I've, I've, I've been around him, and trust me, he is as fit as he looks in the movies. It's no joke. But the point is, it has to do with your birth, your birth date, right? I've never met a July 6th person who wasn't in killer shape. Even George Bush, the ex-president, um, was in killer shape, running all the time. He's still in good shape. People so I- born on July 6th tend to be incredibly fit. I've never, of the 50 or 60 people I've met July 6th, they're all in killer shape. So it's like me- Clint Eastwood's birthday, May 31. Hmm. I've never met a, a May 31 person that didn't have longevity. However, around that time, it won't be happening to Clint Eastwood, but around that section of Gemini, there's a lot of assassination. You know, JFK, Bobby Kennedy, Marilyn. Mind you, of course, they had her killed, so they got what they deserved. Right, right. All right, we're going to take another time out. Maurice Amdor stays with us. Check out his website, mauriceamdor.co.uk. You can also book a, uh, a reading with Maurice. His contact information is right there. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with 
gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-461-9694. 800-461-9694. That's 800-461-9694. As you're staring up at the night sky, ever wonder who's staring back? You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. We're back with Maurice Amdor. I want to talk to you about some of your predictions. Um, Years ago, you predicted that Jennifer Lopez would break up with Ben Affleck. Now they've gotten back together again. Did you? you No, 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 no. Let me tell you exactly what I did not predict that. Ah. At the time that he was first, I know I want to be honest what I predicted. I knew Ben quite well because he used to train in my gym, pro gym. He used to be there every day, just like I was back in 97, 98, 99. And he was one of the best looking men at that time I've ever seen. He had it all. Okay. But here's what went wrong. He started dating Jennifer Lopez. He was madly in love with her. They're a perfect astrological match, but they made the most terrible movie together. And they were warned by their agents that if they didn't split, they would both not have a career. And that is the only reason they split up. They did that movie, Gigi or something, or something yeah. with a G. Do you remember it? Yeah. Yes. I can't remember the name of the movie. but I think it's Gigi, yeah. It is Gigi, isn't it? And um, that movie bombed, and the executives told them, this will be the end of you, both of you. You won't have your singing career or acting career. You won't have your acting career. Forget it. It's over. Now, what's happened is they've both gone off, never stopped loving each other gone off, had other partners, had kids. I mean, let's look at it. He just left Anna de Armas about a year and change to go back with Jennifer, who's 20 years older than her. It's love. They love each other. I think it'll probably last forever. Hmm. He always loved her. That's it. End all. It was never any different, but but he had a choice. He was going to be a massive movie star and multimillionaire. I even think his drinking was that. I think he missed her. I think he pined for her. I don't care what anybody says. That's my opinion. Mm. And I don't think she was too happy without him either. Look at them now. They're married. When we were on Coast to Coast, you mentioned, you told me that, uh, because you also predicted that, uh, you know, who would be the next James Bond? You predicted that Craig would be the next James Bond. Yes, Yes, I did. But you were also- Back in 2004, 2005, yes. You also, tr- you, you, you tried out for James Bond, right? No, no, no. What happened was in, in the early 1980s, they cast me uh, in the mid-90s. But what happened was it went wrong. Uh, but there were a few a- issues. Um, what happened actually was my mother, of all people, uh, took my photographs in and got me an audition. Not my agent, my mother. Now, I, 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 I looked the part at the time. But I was under the height that had ever been Bond at, in that point of time. So let me take you back. We took about 1984, 85, when is about my age now. He's about 57, 58, and they know they can't use him anymore, okay? It's over. He just started to not look right. I mean, today's world, he'd go and have collagen strings or something. But in those days, the age was just starting to show. I loved him, by the way. He was a client of mine an adorable, uh, wonderful humanitarian, a funny, self-deprecating, amazing man, incredibly good-looking and quite tall. Not tall, tall, but uh, like six foot on the dot, six foot, maybe a tiny bit more. Like Cary Grant was six foot quarter an inch. I'd say Roger was six foot quarter of an inch too. Sean Connery, six foot three, not a, not a penny less, possibly more with a stoop. You get it? George Lazenby, 6'3 and change as well. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, 6'1 and a half. And who have I missed? Oh, Timothy Dalton, 6'3 and a half. Anyway, so here's what happened. So um, Cubby Broccoli felt that James Bond should be a massive physical specimen, a daunting, huge man. Now, what's interesting about this, the real SAS are usually little men of about 5'6 or 5'7 that are deadly and can move fast. But when Sean went to his audition, uh, the way he moved and the way he spoke was so dominant that they looked out of the window and said to each other, this is written up, that they could hear his nuts clang. He was so masculine. <laughs> and the wife said to them, if you don't cast him, you'll never find another animal like that, you know, a real human animal. 
Anyway, so anyway, when I went in, I'm I'm five ten and a half, five ten and three quarters, not more. And uh, I mean, I was wearing shoes, but you still don't hit anywhere near six feet, not really. So uh, they loved my pictures. They had me tested. They filmed me. Everything was great. Um, I really did look the part because I, I looked at that time a combination of Sean and Roger in a milkshake because I had the hairy chest, but I had the quiff that Roger had and. See, now I'm a much older guy, but then I was super slim, ripped all over. I mean, I can send you pictures from it. Oh, I'm looking I will at the picture on your website. I'm looking at the picture on Which your website. Which one's that? Which one oh. have you got there? Yeah, but that's now. That's recent. Oh, okay. The well, one in the black shirt? The one yes. in the black shirt? Yes. I'm 57 years old in that picture. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not old. No, I'm talking about when I'm 24, 25. See, what they were going to do, they were going to do at that point what they did in Casino Royale. Anyway, so what happened was uh, the lady that was all involved with me was, uh, let me try to remember her name. She's the lady that casts for, uh, casts for Cubby. It, it's so long ago, it's hard. Well, while you're thinking uh, of that, we're going to take a quick time out. Okay, we're sorry. Back. That's all right. Maurice yeah. Amder, almost James Bond. When we yeah. come back, we'll discuss further. Stay with us. Almost the same. <laughs> <laughs> If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. 800-817-2974. That's 800-817-2974. The truth will set you free. 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 But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Maurice was telling us about uh, trying out for the uh, James Bond role. Yeah, the lady was called Debbie McWilliams, and she's still there in the Bond offices. Anyway, cut a long story short, Cubby wouldn't have anybody under six feet. And so what happened was he cast Timothy Dalton, who was 6'3 and change. Now, back in 2005, my agent said to me, uh, why don't you go now? Now, 2005, I was about 41, 42, something like that. And uh, I had gained about 100 pounds. All my hair had fallen out. I was just going through a terrible thing with my girlfriend having died. And I refused to go. Plus, I was happy doing what I did. But I was quite shocked when I went back on the air and lost all my weight again. They put a picture of Daniel Craig up next to me. The people, not because of me, they did it because obviously there's a resemblance. He's got a bigger nose and big ears. But I actually am similar. He's a little shorter than I am, but he's brilliant anyway. But um, he certainly was odd casting. But what happened was when he died, Barbara, the daughter, doesn't, uh, and Michael G. Wilson, they don't care about height. They're right. It doesn't matter. They just cast shorter women. I mean, when you all the Bond girls that were Sean on screen were massively tall. You know, they're not they're not regular sized women. Right. In fact, if, if do you watch Bond movies ever? Because it's oh, quite yes. funny. Yes, yes. If you want to know how tall Sean Connery was, when you watch You Only Live Twice, he's crossing over the bridge fighting the villain who's supposed to be about six foot five or six foot eight or something, and Sean Connery's stooping like bent knee to fight him. If you watch Never Say Never Again, when he fights the uh, guy in the white jumpsuit, if you really watch the movie, he's again, his knees are bent because he was such a big man. They couldn't find anybody big enough. Do you get it? Right. And remarkable. He was huge. I mean, if you watch him in, um, with Harrison Ford uh, in the Temple of Doom or whatever it was, yes. um, you'll see that Harrison, who was probably 5'11", then now he's probably about 5'10". But Sean was double his size. They hide it well, but he's a big man. You can see it in The Rock because Nicolas Cage isn't small. Right. Isn't small. He's a wonderful actor. My God, is he good. Capricorn, 7th of January. 
I, I, everything he's ever in is just insanely good. You know? What about but of course Cap- that was a Capricorn Virgo thing? Sorry, uh, I'm a Capricorn. Typically, yeah, uh, like on Jan- the twelfth Jan- of January. Twelfth of January, yes, yeah, great yeah, memory. Yeah. yeah. No, I log people. What happens is when I read for someone. Now you know you share your birthday with two of the biggest TV presenter stars in England that ever were. Des O'Connor, who actually did a show in America as well, 12th of January. Uh, he only died recently, and he was not young. And Michael Aspel, who's still alive. They were our two biggest chat show hosts, hmm. both January 12th. Cary Grant was a Capricorn as well. I love Cary Grant. Right, right. So physically, January yes. 12th people, is there a similarity if I were to meet someone else? Yes, I, I would share with you. Yeah, When we go January 12th. Both of those guys resemble you. January 12 people are never that tall, but they're slim and nicely formed. I would say, what are you, 5'10"? 5'8". See what I mean? They're never that tall. No. Did you get it? Um, I've never met one that was that tall. Des O'Connor was about 5'9", Michael Aspel about 5'8". How does does it work that way? I don't know why that – look, I know genetics are in the biological world. But I have observed that people born on the same day tend to have some similar features. Now, it's going to sound crazy, but that director, um, Tim Burton, yes, he's got the same birthday as Sean Connery, and he's not that tall, but he's extremely powerful. There's another one, the guy who wrote West Side Story. He's the 25th of August as well. I can't think of his name, but my brain, because, you know, for me, it's like two in the morning. So I'm a little bit off my case. But what I was going to get to was birth dates and people born on them resemble one another without question. Maybe their height and build will be slightly different, but certain specific characteristics will always shine out the astrology of a person without question. You know, that's why I sometimes know people's birthdays, because I'll see one or two features as well as it coming voices in my head, and I'll think, oh, my God, you look exactly like so-and-so. And And they do, of course. And then it turns out they're born on that day. But maybe I've got a slightly different way of viewing people. Right. But, yeah, people born on specific days do have specific features, without question. What about – you mentioned uh, Sylvester Stallone. His mother, you say, was one of the greatest – Jacqueline was one of the greatest ever psychics that ever lived. She was as good as Michael Bodine. She was incredible. I knew her very well for about 30 plus years. Everything she ever told me was on the dot. People thought she was wacko. How wacko can you be? You've got your son, the biggest star in the world, because you told him to go do acting. You've got your other son, a musical success. And everybody she ever read for will tell you that she was insane in her abilities. Uncanny. Here's an example. I was doing a pilot in LA in two, uh, 2.11. She says, Maurice, you know, this pilot, you're just wasting your time. She always used to say, drop your weight. That was her line. Drop your weight. I wasn't even fat, but she wanted to be skinny like her sons because she trained every day. She did the trapeze right up till she died. Really? Pretty impressive. Yeah. She's November 29, um, 1921. But anyway, so she says to me, this pilot you're doing was a show called Out of Thin Air. So that's not going to work. So, but when you go home, you're doing an antiques program. I said, an antiques program? Well, I've always had a hobby with classic cars, jewelry, watches, paintings. I've always loved antiques, and I'm a little bit of an expert on it. Also, because of my skill set, I'm able to touch something and get the age or the value. It sounds crazy, but I did it on air a lot on the show. Anyway, she says, you're going to do this antiques program. It'll be the number one show in England. You'll do two seasons. I thought she was nuts. I go home. A client of mine says, Maurice, would you like to be a dealer on four rooms? Four rooms has, you go into a room and there's a dealer who buys and sells things and makes offers. I was one of them. There were only four per show and I did two seasons. <laughs> Where that came from, I don't know. She also told me, unfortunately, on the same day, I told her stuff, but she said to me, you know, I'm going to lose my daughter and I'm going to lose Sylvester. And she lost her daughter but she lost Sylvester's son. She was beyond brilliant. Also, don't, don't think of the wacko stuff. This woman was a genius. I mean, you know, for example, they had living in their home. Um, do you remember the bodybuilder that was famous before Arnold, the number one in the world? Franco uh, Colombo? No, no, no. Franco trained 
No, no, before that. In the 40s and 50s, there was an early 60s, there was a very famous bodybuilder. Wasn't um, Jack LaLanne? No, no, before that, Jack uh. LaLanne was good. No, no, bigger than that. Known all over the world. Charles Atlas? One, that's the one. Where do you think he lived between Sylvester being four and 12? With the in Stallones. their house. In their house. So, you know, Jackie brought him in because she had a ladies' gym. So, you know, that's just one example, right? She was no fool, okay? Mm -hmm. Obviously, she didn't have the same level of notoriety or God-given destiny. That, But, I mean, even, even Sylvester Stallone is a brilliant healer, psychic. He, he can see people's fortunes. He just doesn't, doesn't do that, but he can. Don't underestimate his abilities. How do people, they're, they're not normal. How do people connect with you to get a, a personal reading? They just go on my website and uh, they can email me. Uh, they can call me sometimes. The phone's on. If it's not on, they just leave a message. But I love reading for people. You know, I've been doing it all these years. I'm relatively busy, but sometimes I find space. Also, because this is US-based, <coughs> when people will call, will be outside of my regular reading time, which means if I'm up, I'll just read them then and there. Not always, but, you know, I... I I, I think the people I've read for from previous shows and also from America, they've been very happy. I don't know if you've had any feedback, but um, I had quite a lot of calls from the last show and they've all become regulars. Fantastic. Maurice, so very happy with that. Co uk. Maurice, F-A-U-R-C-I-C-E-A-M-D-U-R, mauriceamder.co.uk. Always a great pleasure speaking with you, Maurice. Thank you so much for this. Lovely talking to you as well. Before we go, do you want me to tell you anything or uh, are you okay? I don't mean for air. I just mean for you. Yeah, we'll do it off the air. Okay, good. good, good. I'm just going to uh, let people know that uh, I'll be back next week. And I hope they'll be along for the ride. Thank you to Carlos and Ryan. Talk to you next week.